season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Today we continue the Texas interview series that is sponsored by Evolved Baseball Training. Today we've got another class of 2022. We got a guy going to Baylor next year, going to be heading to Waco this fall. We got Bode Grieve on the show. For Bode, his dad actually was AL Rookie of the Year in 1998. Grandpa also played quite a few years in the majors, and his uncle was also drafted in the MLB draft ton of baseball history in this family. Uh, great to hear from that. We discuss his family history in baseball, talk about the recruiting process, talk about some NIL stuff coming up here once he hits Waco this fall. Also talk about that California weather and surfing. So it's going to be a pretty fun interview. Hope you guys enjoy it and let's dig into it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have one of the top prospects in California for the class of 2022. We got Baylor baseball signee Bodie Grieve on the show. Bodie, I'm pumped to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Glad to be here. I'm doing good. Awesome. Great to hear. Uh, so one question I always like to ask everybody when they come out into the show. Um, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself and who exactly is Bodie Grieve? Um... That's a tough question. Uh, well, um, I grew up in a big baseball family, obviously, um, with my dad playing nine years in the big leagues and uh, my grandpa playing the big leagues. And then uh, he's still with the Rangers, actually. Um, so baseball is a big part of my life, obviously. And um, I feel like that's a lot, uh, a lot of stuff that defines me, baseball in particular. Um, I live in California right now. Uh, I grew up in Texas and uh, go, excited to go back to Texas next year. Yeah, awesome. Uh, what part of Texas were you from? I know Baylor's in Waco. So what part of Texas did you originally grow up in? Yeah, I grew up in uh, Dallas. So Waco's a little bit of a different area than Dallas, just more rural. And uh, it's, it's only like an hour and a half away or so, but different, different side of Texas than uh, Dallas for sure. Yeah, um, I was actually in Dallas. So for spring break, funny we talked about spring break. I was in Dallas for spring break, and then I drove to Waco for a day, saw a baseball game, just saw the campus overall. But I liked it. was my first time in the state, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, the campus is awesome, for sure. All the facilities and the uh, the football stadium's huge, and baseball stadium's sweet. The campus is uh, it's definitely its own college town, which is exciting. Yeah, have you gotten the chance to go uh, look at those bears, those live bears they have on campus? I did. Yeah, I did that on my uh, when I first went out there like a little over a year ago. I saw them. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I was talking to a security guard there on campus, and they said that I was like, "Man, that's definitely something I got to see before I before I head back to Dallas." But yeah. uh, let's let's dig in a little bit. Um, the reason that I kind of came across your name was an article that was written. I believe it was written by you. Oh that's, yeah, that that's in your Instagram bio. I came across that, looked into you a little bit, so that's how I came across you. 
Um, so let's just talk about exactly what, what, about what that article has to say. Obviously, Grieve, it's a common name in baseball. Your dad, uh, rookie of the year, played in the majors. Your grandpa played in the majors. Your uncle also drafted. Uh, so let's just dig into that a little bit. And have has that success, family success, has that put any pressure on you early in your career? Yeah, they uh, that that uh, website, they reached out to me right, to write an article, and I immediately thought about, that that was the first thing that came to mind and um it is it's a lot of pressure for sure uh just having all that i mean it's not a common last name grieve for sure so you know when i go to all the showcases and wherever i'm at everyone knows uh you know the family history and stuff so it's, it's a lot of pressure and uh it's how you handle it that um defines you so i feel like i can i, I try to handle it to the best of my ability but it does uh catch up to me sometimes so how were how exactly were you able to overcome that pressure early on in your career to where you are now in your career? Um, I feel like uh, my family helped me a lot with that. Uh, I mean, my dad doesn't put really any pressure on me. He, well, he does more so now, but at a young age, there he didn't really put any pressure on me to you know ball or go out and practice or stuff. It was kind of just me wanting to do that on my own, and uh, he was there to help me, but he wasn't like, Oh, you got to be a baseball player. You got to, you know, carry out the family name and all this stuff. It was never like that. It was, uh, just be who I wanted to be. And I felt like that was kind of just, uh, to start from that point, kind of never really, uh, made that pressure too serious. And then, you know, as I grew up, uh, you start noticing people are asking you about, Oh, uh, you know, how's your dad? How's your grandpa? Are they out here watching you and stuff? Or, you know, are you planning on playing the big leagues and stuff? And there's a lot of pressure with that, but uh, my parents never put pressure on me, and I feel like that helps a lot. Yeah. I've surrounded myself with good coaches and good teammates, so that also helps a lot. Yeah. So your dad, he played in the 1990s, the early 2000s. So how exactly does that time frame match up to when you were born? Do you have – he played a couple of years while you were alive, right? Yeah, I was born in 2003, and uh, he was done in – 2005 so can't say i really remember any of it but i was there yeah yeah um so what were some of the biggest things that you've learned so far just from your dad and your grandpa just the experiences they've had what's the biggest things you've learned from them um well my dad uh best built-in hitting coach i could ask for i mean i've i've i needed uh guys to throw me bp here and there because he didn't throw the best bp but uh he's the best hitting coach I could possibly ask for. So anytime I'm struggling at the plate or, you know, struggling in my head, I just go to him to ask. And then my grandpa's got all sorts of stories and, you know, he's been around the game for so long. He was a player, then now the announcer. So he's, he's still in it. And uh, they both got a lot of stories and just, you know, having that much baseball in the family and that much generations of baseball in the family, just, it makes my respect for the game even more so um, just because I've been around it my whole life and they've been around it their whole lives. So you say your grandpa's still working for the Rangers as an announcer. So have you gotten the chance to go see that new ballpark they built a couple years ago? I have not seen it yet. I'm going to be okay. honest uh, because that the first year they had it was the COVID year and there's no fans and I'm going to go see it for sure. When I go out to uh, Baylor, I'll catch as many games as I can, but, um, this is his last year announcing, so okay, I'll okay. definitely be out there for some games this year. 
Yeah. So after he after he retires from uh, announcing, is he going to be moving to California with your parents or at, or is he going to be staying in Texas? No, he's uh he'll be staying in Texas. Okay. He's actually uh he's lived in his the same house that uh my dad grew in grew up in. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's the kids. Awesome. So, yeah. So let's dig into your recruiting process a little bit. Obviously, like I'm like we've talked about, you're going to Baylor. So let's dig into how that recruiting process got started for you, when exactly it did, and when did you start getting noticed by those D1 teams? Yeah, um, I'd say around sophomore summer year was when I started, you know, reaching out to colleges and getting noticed by colleges, sending emails, um, talking to colleges. And uh, my coach of my uh, travel ball team knows uh, Coach Rodriguez at Baylor. And, uh, that was the original connection there. And so, um, we had a, a, a couple initial calls and, um, I really liked talking to him. You see, he's a really, really good coach, really good guy. Uh, you know, he talked to my family a lot and, uh, my family liked talking to him. And I just immediately noticed, like, if I was going to play for anyone, um, for the next four years, it was going to be him like that. He, he was the, su- such a stand up guy on the phone and, uh, you know, he had good things to say about the program, um, good conversations with him. And it was pretty easy, a pretty easy choice because uh, I wanted to go back to Texas and um, he's you know, he's a great coach. So, yeah. yeah. So who, who are some of those other schools that you received um, interest or offers from before you actually committed to Baylor? Uh, Baylor was my first offer and I committed pretty quickly. I committed early in my junior year, I think. Um but I wanted to go to a lot – originally, I wanted to go to a lot of the uh, local schools in California um, just because I wanted to stay ho- close to home. But, uh, you know, like I wanted to go to Pepperdine, uh, Santa Clara, um, some of the schools closer to me. And then, you know, I visited those schools, uh, did a bunch of, you know, trips out there to see different schools. And then when I saw Baylor because uh, I wasn't going to commit before I went out to see Baylor it was just a completely different um, ball game. Like the facilities, the weight rooms, um, the field, everything was so much bigger and advanced. I felt like, and that was, that made it an easier decision to go to a big 12 school in uh, Texas. Yeah. So what were some of the best things that you saw while you were on your visit in Waco? Just Um, like, what was the process of your visit? So I, I went on my first visit it was not an official visit just just to get a feel for the campus and stuff um i took a tour of the school uh and then when i i obviously got to see a lot more uh we got to hang out in the dugout and stuff um we saw a football game which was awesome it was a sold out crowd uh and they they beat byu that game i'm pretty sure but uh the things that stood out to me for sure were uh just the technology they got uh in the the weight room where they do all these different measurements and there's a lot of statistics and technology evolved i thought that's going to help me be the best me i could be on the field and off the field um in terms of like how much sleep i'm getting that they they want you to check in in the morning what time you went to bed what time you woke up so they could see how like what how you're performing uh relates to your sleep um and then, you know, on like a different level, like just being inside the the dugout and uh, down in the clubhouse and stuff was really cool. Um, 
they got like a little nutrition room under the field, which is awesome. But a lot of the sports stuff was crazy. And then uh, the campus is awesome too. Yeah. A lot of good food restaurants and stuff nearby on the campus. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was able to go there for about a day when I was visiting Texas, one of the places I went. And it was it was pretty amazing campus, just walking through it and seeing everything that um, just all the students involved, just how the buildings are. Obviously, the football stadium, baseball stadiums are legit. So I thought it was a pretty cool campus as well. But are there any um, out of all the other players, let's say, signed with Baylor this year or even committed for the classes of 23, 24? Do you have any prior relationships with any of them? Wait, for my year or the year below me? Yeah, so yeah, um, for any for your year, all the guys signed or even the class of twenty three or twenty four. Uh I don't have any relationship with any of them. I didn't uh going into it, but I mean I met all those recruits pretty quickly after I committed just from social media and stuff. And then um obviously got to see him in person and talk to him on my official visit. Uh but there a lot of them are from Texas. Um so I didn't grow up with any of them. And then yeah. uh, actually on Baylor's team right now, uh, they have a player who grew up in San Diego. And when I went on my first visit, he kind of showed me around uh, Kyle yeah. Nevin. So, I mean, that would, that's the only prior relationship really that I had. So let's, let's move in a little bit to your actual high school travel ball playing days. Obviously, those are almost coming to an end. You're in your high yeah. school season right now. Uh, but let's move directly into the CBA Marlins. So your travel ball team. When did you first get connected with them? So the CBA Marlins, I played that one one tournament with them um, in Jupiter, but I played CBA uh, for my whole travel ball career pretty much. I played, uh, I think I joined in probably seventh or sixth or seventh grade, started playing with CBA, and I played with CBA Marucci over the summer, and then in Jupiter I played with the CBA Marlins. Um, but CBA – uh i mean that's like uh one of the top local if not the top local program where i'm from so that's where i wanted to play um it's you know it's a great program yeah so obviously your travel ball career that's that that has come to an end so just looking back at playing travel ball what are probably some of the best experiences that you got to experience over your years playing travel ball um that last summer that we just had was really fun we went all over the place went to uh jupiter uh georgia uh arizona um so that was all fun just all the different places i went to louisiana in ninth or tenth grade uh to play in the marucci world series um i mean i played with the same group of guys pretty much for the whole time coming up too so just to see like how all of us matured and when all of us started signing with colleges it was pretty cool to see because you know i those are the guys I grew up with and we didn't, you know, we, we started playing together when we were like 11, 12 years old. So just that seeing all the advancements and stuff in their careers as long as well as my career was pretty cool. Yeah. So out of, out of all those Marlins teammates that you said you grew up playing with, you grew up with the same group of guys. Um, who, who are some other guys that are committed to some good colleges? And then who do you think are some guys who flew under the radar so far in their career? Flew under the radar, like guys that aren't committed. Or I mean, you can they could be guys that commit are committed, but you think maybe they could go into like maybe a bigger school, Power Five, or even guys who are uncommitted who should be playing college baseball somewhere soon. Yeah, I mean one one guy that uh, I played with 
my whole career at CBA pretty much was uh, Nevin Noonan. Um, he was on that uh, Jupiter team, the Marlins. Uh, he's a really good player. He he hasn't committed yet, um, but he's having a really good high school season right now too. Um, and then Ethan Swidler is on that team. Uh, he's committed to Lafayette. Um, other guys I played with, I played with Ryan Rivera most of my uh, most of my career with CBA. Um, he's going to SDSU. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys on that Marlins team. That was kind of a that was a mixture of a bunch of guys that didn't know as well as a few guys that did know. So I didn't. That was like the first tournament I played with a lot of those guys. But yeah, yeah. So how does that? How does the CBA travel program? How does that work? So the CBA Marlins, you said you played for one tournament on, but you played for CBA your entire travel ball experience. So. How does that program work? Are there like different levels with different teams or what exactly is that? Yeah. Uh, so I played with uh, the local team growing up until uh, last summer and the the fall before that where we had the Marucci team. Um, and that was like guys from all over the place, um, not necessarily just from San Diego. And then in Florida, we had two teams going uh, and – the two teams that had a bid to that tournament and the Marlins were the other team. And so they needed guys. And uh, so a couple of the guys from the Murchie team, the Murchie American team, which is my team went over to play with that team. And uh, okay. there's a lot of different CBA teams. At first we're the, our local team was called the CBA wave. And then we went to CBA Murchie and then the CBA Marlins. Yeah. Like being from Indiana, like, I mean, I know a lot of travel ball programs are different. Like we've got the Indiana bulls. If you've ever played against them, I have not. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. So they've got it. They like they're probably the best premier, one of the better teams in the Midwest, and they have this program that goes certain levels in certain ways. So I I wasn't really sure how the CBA works, considering I'm from Indiana and California is a little bit of a little bit of way from from me. But yeah, it's definitely a travel ball powerhouse out here for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I know a lot of the Midwest teams they don't even go that direction. Like most of the time they're going heading towards Atlanta for the WWBA right. or. I mean, there's a lot of different places here on the East Coast. I know a lot of teams around here really don't travel to the West. Yeah. But uh, let's let's dig a little bit into your hitting and pitching approach. I know you're both right now. I don't um, pitch. You don't pitch? No, I don't. Okay, I don't know why. Perf- perfect game has you listed as outfield and right-handed pitcher. Uh, Well, I mean, I, I pitch when I grew up. I saw pitching probably like three years ago. Okay, well, man, per- yeah. okay, I guess perfect game is kind of – Outdated, yeah. Yeah, what the heck? Lot, yeah. All right, well, let's just dig into your hitting approach then. Uh, so as you're walking up to the plate, let's say you're on the on-deck circle, uh, what's just going through your head? What are you trying to do with um, um, during your at-bats? Um, well, the approach for me varies situationally. Um, if I come up with uh, no runners on base, I hit leadoff for my high school team, so I'm usually leading off all the games, and at that point, I don't really get a lot of fastballs uh, on the season. So, to me, that first pitch of the game, most guys like to take it in the leadoff spot. Uh, I personally like hitting leadoff because that's just one more fastball I'll probably get. So, um, you know, I'm trying to – when I'm at my best, I'm trying to hit the ball right back up the middle. Um, when I start to struggle is when I start trying to pull the ball. Uh, but – you know, after a couple home runs or something, I get in my head. I'm like, oh, I got want to hit a couple more. I want to hit a ball like 600 feet or something right here. <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah, when I'm when I'm at my best, definitely trying to put the ball right back up the middle. Um, not not do too much, and then good things happen when you try not to do too much. Uh, you're never gonna hit a home run really if you're trying to. You're never gonna be successful if you're trying to hit a home run every time. Yeah. So you're a leadoff hitter, but you said you hit some home runs. So are you a leadoff hitter with some good power, or is it occasional home run that uh, happens time to time? Yeah, I've grown into myself. Uh, in the recent years, put on some weight and stuff, so I'm in a fair amount of home runs lately. Okay. Well, Perfect Game has you at 6'3", 185. Is that still the same, or is this another letdown from the Perfect Game website? Uh, Yeah, I'm like 6'3", 195 now, so I've put on like probably like a couple pounds since then. Okay. So out of playing for the CBA Marlins and playing in high school, who do you think are some of the hardest pitchers that you faced? Uh... Hardest pitch that I face. Shoot. Uh, I don't like facing lefties, so I've faced some good lefties over the years. Um, trying to think who. This high school season, I'm definitely I'm trying to think. Um, gosh. Uh, I mean, over the summer, we faced a guy in uh, Florida throwing, like, upper 90s. That was definitely the hardest pitcher I've faced. Um, but – you know, locally around here, uh, the best pitchers are like, I know Ryan Ellis at Patrick Henry is really good. Uh, uh, Country Day's got a good pitcher that I just faced, Brooks Lang. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. So, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I usually don't even focus on who I'm facing, it's more about what they're throwing. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. So, I might, you might have to come back to me on that question. I got to think yeah. about that. So you say you look at it at what they're throwing. So what would you say would probably be the like the biggest weakness pitch that you have to face, and what's probably the hardest, toughest for you to hit? Um, well, I I love hitting fastballs, so that I I don't consider that my weakness. Um, if it's you know upper eighties, low nineties, uh, I feel like I can catch up to that pitch no matter what. Obviously, if it's you know upper nineties, then it's going to be tougher anyone at my age to hit that pitch but um my weakness pitch uh I really don't like you know sliders and uh sliders on the low outside corner I don't think any hitter does or good curveballs you know a lot of high school pitchers don't have great curveballs you see a lot of good curveballs over the summer on the travel team but um you know a good slider and good curveball it's going to be a lot of hitters weakness pitch but I'll have to go with that yeah so if you had to put a scouting report on yourself, let's say you're a scout watching your game, watching your at-bats, what would be your scouting report on yourself? Uh, in terms of, like, my hitting or just all-around game? Yeah, let's just say your all-around game. What would be your scouting report on yourself? Um, I, I'd say I got a pretty good arm from right field, uh, above average on the base paths, speed. Um, see uh i draw a lot of walks so i guess you could say i got a good eye um i stand right on the plate too that's probably something everyone notices when they watch me play is i get as close to the plate as the umpire will let me so i get drilled a lot um decent amount of power uh you know more up the middle and uh left field are probably my best zones hitting I can hit the ball to right field, but I feel like I can't really, you know, 
hit balls far over the fence to right field. Okay, so you're heading to Waco this fall. Uh, what are probably some of the biggest things you're wanting to work on before you head to Baylor's campus? Um, biggest things for me, uh, consistency for sure at the plate. Um, I've been having a good high school season so far. Uh, you know, not trying to do too much. Um, trying to be the best situational hitter I could be too, because, you know, going in, uh, as a freshman, you got to do all the small things, right. Um, if you want to have a chance at playing, uh, you know, playing time at all. So, uh, you know, when I get put into situations, um, with runners in scoring position, however many outs trying to do the right thing there, um, trying to put on weight in the summer, put on muscle. Uh, I'm going out there in July to start working out and stuff with all the freshmen. Um, so just getting stronger, uh, cause it's, it's pretty hard to work out during high school season with uh, all the practices, you know, you can get, get some in here and there, but this summer for sure is going to be a time for me to work out as much as I can get as strong as I can before, you know, fall practices start and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're heading, you're set, you're heading to Texas in July. So for the California high school baseball season, when exactly is, when does that end? Um, you know, it ends in like, may june ish uh for us depending on how far you make it in the playoffs okay so you, you'll you'll get a little bit of a break before you have to go and yeah start doing those college workouts yeah i'll get you know i'll get a couple months of summer or like a month and a half of summer yeah but as we're as we're talking about college baseball who are some college guys or even some pro guys that you like to model your game after and then for those that you do model your game after what's the reason for that well, I, I, I watch a lot of professional baseball, so, um, I mean, I watch all the Baylor guys when Baylor plays. Uh, obviously, Jared McKenzie at Baylor, one of the best players in the country. Yeah. Um, but he's a lefty, so I try to not model my game after lefties because it's just, you know, it's a different different side of the box. So, I try to model my game after righties. Um, a lot of coaches have told me, like, Nick Castellanos and uh, – JD Martinez, kind of my body frame. So watching those guys for sure. Uh, my favorite player is Jorge Soler. So I like to watch everything he does in the batter's box. He doesn't really play defense now, but uh, when he's in the batter box, he's fun to watch for me. I like Yon Moncada with the White Sox. Um, you know, the guys that hit right handed with my body frame, I mean, not necessarily Moncada or. Uh, Solaire, they don't really have my body frame as much, but yeah, Castellanos and Martinez for sure. Just seeing yeah. what they do. So, so you you name three guys who either play in Chicago now or have played in Chicago in the past. So, are you a White Sox Cubs guy living out there in California, or you you follow one of those LA teams? Uh, that was just coincidence. Um, so no, I'm a I'm actually an A's fan because my dad. But uh, I guess um, if you ask me who my I like Ramon Laureano, so him too. I forgot to mention him. Okay. But, so, yeah, that was just a coincidence. Yeah, I've never been to California before. So, how far is Oakland? Because you're – how? where exactly in California do you live? I live in San Diego. So, okay, that's uh, what I thought. So, yeah. how far is Oakland to San Diego? Uh, Well, San Francisco is like a hour and a half flight from me. So, I'd say – 
probably going to fly into Oakland, probably be around that. Okay. Yeah. So I've never been to California. I'm hoping someday I, I can make it out there, but I just like, I mean, there's so many cities out there in that state. It's so hard to, without looking at a map, like I have no clue where any of those cities are at in the state actually. So yeah. Yeah. Do you ever, For do you sure. ever go to quite a bit of Padres games each season? Uh, yeah, we go to a lot of Padres games. I mean, yeah. that's, they got a amazing stadium. And the weather's always nice, so. Yeah. So when you head to Texas, are you going to be going to any Astros-Rangers games at all? Rangers, for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely with the, my, it being my grandpa's last year announcing. Um, and I haven't seen the new stadium, like we talked about. So uh, that'll be cool yeah. to see. I got to – I went and toured that um, new park in Arlington. That It was amazing to see. It was like – I mean, I've never been in, inside an indoor baseball facility before. So that was a really cool stadium to see, and I, I was really impressed with what I saw when I when I went and toured that place. Yeah, I mean, Globe Life was nice, and this is supposed to be a lot nicer than Globe Life. So, yeah, they and they had a lot of features from from Globe Life that they moved on to this new stadium. But yeah, that's what I heard. So let's let's move on from baseball a little bit. We've talked about baseball enough, so let's talk about what are some of your passions beyond the baseball field. What do you like to do in your free time? Um, I like to be with my friends for sure. Uh, there's a lot to do in San Diego that you can't do when I, uh, go to Texas. So, you know, being at the beach, uh, I mean, the weather's always nice here, so it's easy to be outside, but, um, you know, hanging out with my friends, going to the beach. Uh, I pick up, I picked up surfing last summer, so I'll be doing that this summer. I gotta learn, I gotta be at least decent at it before i go out there because that's going to be the expectation of me coming from san diego going to texas is got to know how to surf so what's that process of actually learning how to surf do they just throw you out there on a board and what tell, tell you to try to figure it out yourself or how did how exactly do you figure out how to how to surf uh i'm lucky i'm lucky enough to have some guys that i know who uh are surfers so i just go out there with my buddies i mean you could get it um a surf instructor if you wanted but i don't know i feel like it's going to be easier for me like in my age to just go out with my buddies and try to learn on my own but you know it's it's pretty tough uh getting past the the wave break is something i was struggling with last summer uh just because that's the hardest part about it getting past the wave break um and then i mean once you once you get your balance down on the board it gets easier uh when you're actually trying to ride the waves but yeah, it's it takes a lot of it's a lot of exercise. So it's it's good a uh, good thing to be doing in my off time. So besides surfing, is there anything in your hometown of San Diego that you like to do with your friends? Um, just being at the beach in general for sure. I mean, just you know, going setting up setting up on the beach and uh, just taking in the sun. Yeah. I mean, it's always sunny out here, so. Yeah. Get to, get, to look at, get to look at some California girls, too. I mean, that's that. there's no issue with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I got one last question for you before we end it off. Obviously, you're heading to Waco this fall. NIL is a new thing that just came out in 2021. So have you looked into that at all? Is there any certain brand that you possibly want to work with in the future, or is your mind just focused on baseball at this point? No, I am. I actually have looked into a lot of the NIL stuff. Uh particularly like uh clothing brands for me um i mean that's that's harder to get but i uh there's a, a local brand out here called viore um it's like 
you know, like a out, like kind of sportswear stuff, like just uh, they they make like some nice sweatpants and nice uh, athletic stuff. So uh, I want I wanted to get that, um, but I think most of that stuff is going to be more accessible to me next year when I'm actually at college, as opposed to this year. I've been trying to work on it this year, but it's harder to you know say, oh, I'm going to Baylor next year and I want to get this NIL done. You got to be like, I'm at Baylor this year. Yeah, yeah. So have you actually talked to the people at Vioria or how, how do you say it, Viori? Viori, yeah. I sent an email um a while back but i think they're looking for me to actually be at college like i said so okay yeah so they did they yeah. respond and give you a couple like what like what what would they say uh they just said you know reach back out to us when you're in college um you know doing what you said you're doing like because i said I, i'm a baseball player i grew up locally in san diego i'd love to represent your your brand at the next level um and they want to see me at the next level before they can do anything. Yeah, well, if you if you need any help uh, when you actually hit Waco this fall and you're actually able to do that, just let me know because I work with NIL guys here in Indiana. We've also I also work with some guys in Arkansas, Alabama. So if you have any, if you need any advice or anything, just yeah, give me a give me a text and I'll help you out. But for sure, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, that's all the questions I have for you. So I just really appreciate you coming on the show. I know I'm heading down the. Uh, going down to texas at some point next year maybe i'll catch a game i just want to wish you best of luck the rest of your career i'll definitely be following so uh just thanks for coming on the show Had me it was a uh, great talking to you and that's going to do it for another episode of the jkr podcast i just want to thank bode for coming on the show today Great, another great interview for this Texas baseball series presented by Evolve Baseball Training. Waco is definitely getting a good player. I'm looking forward to following his career. Hopefully, I'm able to wake it out there to Texas, watch him play a couple games, or maybe if he's playing up north here a couple times, be able to catch that. As we continue this Texas baseball series, make sure to be given our Instagram and Twitter at JKR underscore podcast to follow. Make sure to get the updates on who what players are coming on next. Also, www.jkrpodcast.com is another good one to get some good information. But with that being said, I'll catch you guys tomorrow for the rest of this interview series.